Our base of our lesson today is going to come from Joshua, uh, the first chapter. Joshua, we're going to read verses 1 through uh, 24. Joshua 2, verses 1 through 24 is where the base of our scripture is coming from for today. Let's pray and then we'll uh, go into the word of the Lord. Uh, we'll uh, have a reader as we read along together. Can I get a volunteer reader for this morning? Amen. Thank you, Brother Nosub. Joshua 2, verses 1 through 24 is what we'll be reading today. We'll read together, but Brother Nosub will be reading in the microphone for those that are listening via FTC broadcast. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. This is the day you made for us, God. You told us to rejoice and be glad in it. We're supposed to take life one day at a time. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what the next hour holds for us. But as for right now, me and my house, we will praise the Lord. And we will give you glory for what you've done for us on this week and for bringing us this far. Now, Father God, as we go into the word of the Lord, God, we pray make our hearts ready to receive what the spirit of the Lord has to say to those of us that are here today. Make my tongue that of a ready writer. If you speak it, God, give me the spirit to proclaim it boldly through the power of the Holy Spirit. Whatever you want, wherever you're silent, God, I will be the same. Because, God, the goal is that we don't want to leave here like we came. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We don't want to leave here. We want to leave here with something from having learned something today. Thank you, Brother Nosa. Joshua 1. Joshua 2, verses 1 through 24. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shethim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an Arlet's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight, of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took to the two men, and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out, Whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of a house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man. Because of you, for the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. 
Now, therefore, I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed your kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, and that you will save alive my, my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be, when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there for there three days, until the pursuers be returned. And afterward may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind us, bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring my father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household come unto thee. And it shall be that whoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and he will be guiltless. And whoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, according to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window, and they went and came unto the mountain, and abode there for three days, until the pursuers who returned were returned, and the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain, and passed over, and passed over, and came to Joshua the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. Chapter 6, because what you're going to see right now is right about here, Israel has a reputation. Amen. God is uh, using them. And he's using them for a particular purpose. And today they're coming up on the Canaanites that are inside of Jericho. And you know, how many of you know that the Bible says, if God before you, he's more than the world against you. That's why it's, um, when we're talking about a question of our faith, I want to make a separation between natural faith and spiritual faith. We exercise natural faith every day. When you wake up in the morning, prayerfully, if you paid your light bill, when you flip that light switch on, you expecting lights to come on. You don't even question it. You just flip the light switch and go on in the room because you expect lights to come on. When you came in here today and you plopped down on these pews, you'd been shocked if they shattered underneath you. You expect these pews to hold you. You expect these chairs to hold you. It's just a natural way of faith, something you've learned, something you've been educated to believe in, something you've been taught. You have a natural way of dealing with faith. What I'm talking to you about is spiritual faith. 
things you cannot see, you cannot touch. You're being taught about, but you got to believe in something even though you cannot see it. But even though you cannot see it, God is still proving himself every day in your life. You can, if you're in relationship with God, People describe it like this. I've heard it described like this, and I think this is a good description. You cannot see the wind, but when it's blowing, you can feel it. The Holy Spirit is like that on the inside. You cannot see God. You cannot see the Holy Spirit, but you can feel him moving down on the inside. And you know when the Spirit of God is leading you. If there's anything good that's happening, it's coming from God. Anything else it's not God. It's easy to tell the voice of God, especially if you're used to walking with God. You know what I like about this story today about Rahab? Because it's a wonderful story of redemption. And if anybody can relate to this story, all of us in here should be able to relate to Rahab's story. The Lord is coming to destroy Canaanite because of people just like Rahab. Rahab is a prostitute. The city is destitute and devoid of caring anything about God at all. And the Bible is sending, the word of God says the Bible is sending the children of Israel in to gain the riches of this city and to destroy this city. Now, they're just a few people, but all you need is to have faith in God and some amazing things can happen. Because if you connect what's happening here with what's happening in the sixth chapter of Joshua, you all know that uh, we, when we grew up as little kids singing this song, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho and the walls came tumbling down. Joshua didn't really fight. Joshua just obeyed God. What you have to fight sometimes in order to believe God, sometimes what you have to fight is yourself. You're the situation and you're the person that's getting in the way. We just said, is there anything too hard for God? So now it's not a, a question of what can God do. Uh, sometimes it's a question of our faith in God and what God can do. God can do anything, but can you believe God can do anything? God can give you direction for your life. God can give you an idea for a business. God can give you an idea for this church. God can give you an idea for your life, but can you get up and do something about it? The scripture says that faith without works is what? So you can't be sitting around saying, Lord, I need a job and never go look for a job. You can say, Lord, I need a home and never look for a home. Then that doesn't mean the home is going to come from the home you're looking at. Or the job is going to come from the job where you're searching. But the Bible says, seek and ye shall knock and the doors ask and it shall be given to you. Do you believe that? See, I believe it. But I think it's the Holy Ghost down on the inside of me that makes me believe it. See, some people still think it's a story. But I know from my own experience, it's not a story. It's the truth. So I don't have a question about my faith in God. What I'm asking you today is, do you question your faith in God? Because when I came in here today, I came in here today thinking there are many times that we have asked people about salvation in this church. And it seems that like everybody in this church professes salvation. Then I have to ask, why do sometimes you feel like you're different than me?
We ought to feel like the same thing. You ought not be saying that I'm Pastor Brown is a holy roller unless you're rolling under the bench next to me. We ought to be rolling together. We ought to be shouting together. When I'm worshiping God, I ought to look down the aisle and you're worshiping too. Because the song taught us this morning, I can't worship for you. You got to worship for yourself. And if you believe God like I believe God, if you believe he sits high and he's all powerful and all knowing and all loving and all caring if you believe that about God how can you resist worshiping him you can't resist it and you can't wait till you are here I had to get juiced up before I came here I can't come see y'all remember see I, this is where I got to take faith temple and for you for those of you that are not from this church pardon me for a minute but I got to take them right here remember when you used to go to the club Remember you had to get right before you went to the club? See, no, I don't know nothing about that. Okay, well, no, I don't know your world. But remember when you used to go to, to the club and, and sometimes you want to pass by a friend house or you might want to pass by the convenience store or somewhere you want to get a little right before you hit the club because some people ain't got courage. Some people need liquid courage for what you know is about to happen in this club tonight. Some Everybody come to the club looking for something different. Some people come in there just to dance. Some people come in there to get their drink on. And some people come in there to take somebody home. And if you know you got to be in game mode, some people got to have a little bit of liquid courage. Now, that ain't everybody. Some people just courageous. They'll just step to you. Some people just do that. Some people got to have a little something under their belt to say, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. But see, when you're on this side, your courage is different. I don't get juiced up like with liquor. I don't have to smoke weed to get my heart high. I don't have to, uh, I don't have to do crack to get my mind in the right place. The Bible says when I think of the goodness <laughs> and everything that he's done for me, my soul. See, that's why I can't worship for you. You got to worship because I don't know when you think of the goodness of what he's done for you. I don't know what you think about. But I know what I think about when I think on the goodness of what he's done for me. And I think of, I, sometimes I think about some crazy things. That's why I think it built my faith, just like this kind of faith. And not because I'm perfect, by no stretch of the imagination. I tell people, God didn't call me to pastor this church because I'm perfect, but I was willing to do whatever he wanted me to do. This is not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something different. But you know what faith will do? You can be walking along the way, and if God decides to interrupt your plans, you reserve him the right to interrupt what you're doing. You can be making dinner. If God says stop and pray, you turn your pots off or you put them on low, and you stop and start praying because you don't know why God is asking you to do what you're doing, but you have faith in God that he knows what he's talking about. See, you find out later that your son said I was almost in an accident. Or you'll find out later that your daughter said somebody tried to pick me up on the side of the road and, and mom, two men tried to grab me and put me in the truck. You find that out later. But God just says, intercede for your daughter right now. And see, you can't go start. You can't, your faith can't be so questioned until you're saying, Lord, is that you talking to me about interceding for my daughter right now? The Bible says in your flesh there was no good thing. 
So you know you ain't thought about interceding for your dog. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. There's no good thing in your flesh. You have not thought about interceding for nobody. It takes the spirit of God to say pray. It takes the spirit of God that says worship. It takes the spirit of God that draws you and say, you know, I choose you. And when God says, I choose you, you ought to get excited. When you hear that altar call and they said, you know, we, the doors, you know, I don't say this because a lot of stuff come in when you open these doors. But, okay, you say the doors of the church is open. You know, it's time for fellowship. Do you want to come to the Lord? You want to give your life to the Lord today? That's the best decision you can make in your life. If you don't feel nothing, ain't nobody calling you. Ain't nobody drawing you. Not right now. But if you that person sitting there going, man, I wonder should I go. Man, I'm going to be the only one. You having all kind of conversations with yourself sitting on that pew. Man, it's like, you know, I done told y'all this story about when I was 18, bunch of young people in the church, the youth pastor up talking, talking about preaching, preaching, and makes the call. Is there one? Mm. I'm back there with them chewing gum and everything else, and I hear it. They don't hear nothing. They eating now, laters, whatever. They don't hear nothing. And I hear, is there one? I was like, Lord, um, I ought to go. I ain't going. All my friends and cousins and stuff in here, I'm not going up there by myself. And he just kept calling. Nobody went. Golly. And I, how come I'm hearing and none of my friends and cousins around me hearing? I'm the only one hearing. I'm conscious of that now. I wasn't conscious of that then. But I heard. Is there one? It was time for me. It wasn't time for them. I'm scared. I don't want to get up there. I, this is back in the day when they tear it. This ain't the day now when y'all come up here and we pray the prayer. Do you believe in the Father? you believe in Jesus Christ? You accept him as your Savior? You believe he died for your sins? Will you confess Jesus today? And you do that and you believe, which is a big step, because you got some people, no matter what you say, they don't believe. They don't believe in God. And let me tell you, just because you don't have faith in God don't mean he don't exist. Just because you don't believe don't mean the stuff in the Bible ain't going to happen. The Bible said there'll come a day when you'll say, rocks fall on me. Hide me from the face of an angry God. So here I am, I'm like, I'm knowing what to expect, huh, Vicky? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Save me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Save me, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. That's the day I grew up in. So you know what? When you want it bad enough, you'll do whatever it takes to get it, whatever the saints telling you it takes. When you get there, you you know, and I was halfway there. I knew what it was going to take, I was, but I was scared. I was scared to go up by myself. So the pastor sat down, and I was like, whew, see, Lord, if he had called one more time, I would have got up there. How about the pastor got back up? He said, excuse me, uh, pastor. The Lord said, call one more time. Woo, I was scared not to get up there. I was like, what? Because I was just saying that in my heart, see, Lord. I hadn't even said that out loud. I said, see, Lord, we had called one more time. 
And then the man got up and said, excuse me, pastor. The Lord said, call one motor. Use my words on me. I had to get up. So I got up. And I'm walking to the front. And the old saints coming behind me. Here we go. We going in. <laughs> and it was all of that. It was a lot. But then my mom is watching. She's not up there. She's just watching. And she see everything that's happening or whatever. And then she said, I'm clapping. And she said, I'm saying what they want me to say. Then she said, I just stop. And I'm just standing there. And she said, they start leaving and start saying, well, she ain't going to break through today. Breakthrough in the church, in case you didn't know, back in the day, breakthrough meant speaking in tongues. And uh, I do have a prayer language. And I do speak in tongues. Oftentimes not public because I'm not an interpreter. But if you speak in tongues to the distraction of the church that's supposed to be an interpreter, somebody can translate into English. Um, so they said she's not going to break through today. And my mom's sitting there watching. My mom has been a powerful force in our life for a long time. And she said, I'm just standing there. Then she said she looked at me and I started crying. Tears started rolling from my eyes. But I'm talking to the Lord, I'm not saying anything. But inside, I'm talking to him. These are the words I remember saying to the Lord. Lord, you said tongues are for the unbeliever. And these people don't believe. I'm talking about believers that surrounded me, right? But they didn't believe I was saved. I said, you said tongues are for the unbeliever. And these people don't believe. And my mom said, the next thing I know, she know I broke through in a prayer language, and they came running back up to the altar. <laughs> it was too late. The Holy Spirit had already done what the Holy Spirit does. God is God all by himself. Amen. That's how God worked in my life. I can't tell you how God brought you, how he attracted you to him. But he is attractive. And when he comes into your life, he changes you. If, if he, if when the Holy Spirit comes in your life, if you're still doing all of the stuff that you used to do, you don't know what it's really like to have faith in God. See, it, there's a reason that, that the saying came up or people sing this song, the things I used to do, I don't do no more. You lose a taste for things. Certain things in your life you lose a taste for when the Holy Spirit comes in. And listen, it don't mean you're going to stop looking like and doing everything you were doing before because our lesson today shows us that the true and living God is believed by a woman that's a prostitute. God is coming in to destroy the whole city for people that live like she lived. The difference between her and those people is she had faith in God. Huh? She didn't stop being a hooker today. Yesterday. She heard about the children of Israel. She heard about their God. Have you heard about God? Have you heard about Jesus? We're going to have communion today. She heard about it. And you know what? She believed. So when, they, when the men of God showed up, she helped them. This prostitute. This woman that some people don't want to touch. You know how we get when we see certain people, not even just prostitutes. Somebody just be homeless and we want to cross the street. The only difference between you and them is they don't have a place to live and food to eat. Clothes to change. And you cross the street. The believer. 
The believer is crossing the street. Instead of getting the clothes, bringing the food, offering a card where they can go and find shelter, the believer is crossing the street. Man, that's got to be funny to God, huh? That's got to be funny. Because when he met us, he didn't cross the street. He just stand on the other side saying, you're unworthy to be in my company. The Bible said he so loved us that he gave his only. How about if we so love some people that we gave our only? You got the scripture that says if a man asks you for his coat, for your coat, give him your cloak too. Go the extra mile of the way. Have faith to believe that God will give you another coat. Have faith to believe that. Some of us have so much junk in our house because we don't believe that God can supply what we need when we need it. We just keep saving junk on top of junk on top of junk. I'm a witness. I'm not telling you what I don't live. I'm in my own house. You just can relate. I got stuff now I need to clear out. Whose blessing am I holding? Whose clothes am I holding? Because I obviously don't need them. I got clothes I ain't looked at in three, four years I know that's been boxed. I got a whole apartment boxed up. Whose stuff am I holding? I feel convicted right now. I ain't never thought about it until just now deeply whose stuff am I holding. Because somebody somewhere needs what I'm holding and I don't even need what I got. Now I go through this stuff and I'm going to declare that I need something, right? It's been boxed up, I know, a good four or five years. If I open a box, right now all I know I need in there is a toaster. That's all I know I need. Everything else, I really want to just push those boxes out the door and not even look at them. Because I'm afraid I'm going to just acquire more junk. I don't trust myself. I don't. And some of y'all need somebody to come through because you need, you don't, come on. Y'all need Vicki Brown to come through, come through. She'll clear it out. <laughs> Vicki is a minimalist. But you need somebody that has the strength to help you get rid of your junk. I hope y'all hear me twice. If you can't do it on your own, you need to partner with somebody that can see your junk even in your life. You are not lying to yourself all your life. You ought not lie to yourself about who you are. You ought to have faith enough in God to believe that if somebody told me about myself, I can recover. I recover. Every now and again, but every blue moon, I have that session with somebody. Come on, tell me the truth about myself. Not too many people in here, Pastor Brown, you all right? No, I don't, I don't need to hear that. I know I'm not all right. That's why I got to get a gut check with my mama. She going to tell me. Sock me straight in the gut. Yeah, you ain't this. <laughs> and you that. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. God bless you. <laughs> I have faith that the Lord will work on that in me. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> but the Holy Spirit will bring to you, too, what you need to work on. God got a way of doing that. You can't be uh, intimidated every time somebody tell you about yourself. You hear it out of two or three people, deal with it. Deal with it. If people keep telling you you're selfish, quit rocking around talking about you giving. I'm just free-hearted. And everywhere you turn, people talk about you selfish. 
I'm just so free hearted. I don't know why people say that. Because you're selfish. You have faith in God. God can do anything. He can change a heart, save a soul, redeem a world. Come on. It don't even matter what you've done. It don't even matter what you're doing. Because God stepped into Rahab's situation while she was doing what she was doing. But at that point, she had faith in God. God, I believe you could take me out of this situation and do something with my life. You at this moment can make my life brand new. In this moment, I don't care what people think I look like right now on the outside, but on the inside, you can be working on me. That's why I tell you, you can't look at people and determine their relationship with God. You can't look at what they're doing and determine their relationship in God. I'm going to say this to Faith Temple as long as I'm pastor of this church, however long, God keeps me here. Sin is sin. I don't care who is sin. You can't measure somebody's sin and say theirs is great and yours is small. It's all sin when you measure it up against God. Our measurement is not other people. Our measurement is the Father. When we look in the mirror, our lives are supposed to reflect the image of Christ, not the image of Nosa or April or Patricia or Vicky or me or Leona or Brother Turk or Mary or whomever. You're supposed to reflect. We're supposed to reflect the image of Christ. And if you don't line up just reflecting that image, then it don't matter. You can't look at somebody else and talk about they too dirty for you to deal with. What's wrong with your faith? You can't look at somebody like, you know, you can't look, this go seem hard and this may seem difficult. You may not even like your president, but if the Bible says pray for the leaders of this land, what's your job? Pray. Because you know what your job is? This ain't even your home. You a sojourner, so why are you getting caught up? Vote your conscience and move on around. Whatever happens, happens. But by all means, vote. But whatever happens, happens. But by all means, I believe in voting. I ain't saying that. But whatever happens, that's your works. And then you walk by faith from there because you serve a high priest that is king of kings and lord of lords. And in his name, everybody, every name comes subject to that name. So there are some things that I believe God allows because there's a time of prosperity. And sometimes for some people, there's a time of chastening. There's a time. If there's any parents in here today that can relate to that, there's a time when you want to love on your kid, but there's a time when you notice something and some corrections need to happen. And if you got faith in God that he's leading you when those times are appropriate, then you'll move forward when it's time to do what it's time to do. Let me connect this with Jericho right quick. All the Lord told Joshua to do was march around that city for seven days. Then he told him, after that, I want you to crash, sound the trumpets. Then I want you to crash these pitches up against the wall. And if you know the story of what happened, the people destroyed themselves. You never would have thought that, right? And y'all know, but Joshua had to have the faith. 
Because who would have thought that would have happened? God didn't tell him what was going to happen or how he was going to get the victory. Joshua just had to be obedient and do what God told him to do by faith. He just had to march around those walls by faith. Who would have thought that would have worked? Marching and a trumpet and some pitchers. Pitchers that you pour water out of for, the, for our uh, recollection. And just crash it up against the walls of the building. Now, if God told uh, us to do that, I want you to rock around Faith Simple seven days. And on the seventh day, I want you to just crash pictures up against the wall and you're going to get the victory in this community. The first thing a lot of people say is, when is that God talking to me? That's dumb. That's what Joshua did. That don't mean God want us to do. It's a whole conversation that goes along where you're not just used to moving out when the faith of God is moving in your life. You see people crying out on corners. People think they're crazy. They got their little speaker and their little microphone. And they just are preaching away. And you think, man, something wrong with them. No, they doing what they supposed to do. And if one or two people hear them and are redeemed, that's who they were there for. And the rest, maybe something was planted and they walked away with it. But your job may be somewhere else, but God has somebody everywhere trying to reach his people. But we got to have faith in God to believe that God is who he says he is. If you're a believer in here today and you have a business, you ought to have a Christian business. You ought to have some principles by which your business is run in Jesus' name. If you're in here today and you have faith in God and you're a believer, you ought not be ashamed. See, it's so backwards in here. We're not ashamed of some of the filthy, crazy stuff that we watch, that we repeat, that we see on our jobs, but we're ashamed to stand up for the name of Jesus. We're ashamed. You shouldn't be ashamed. Because if God is for you, Joshua showed you. Gideon will show you. Moses told you. Paul told you. If I'm for you, every one of the apostles was willing to die for this gospel. They weren't willing to die for this gospel without reason. That's because they have faith in a true and living God. And they know this gospel is true. If you live it, but see, you got to have faith to step out on that word. And I'm going to try to close this up in four minutes. You got to have faith to step out on what the word of God says to find out is true. If you don't ever step out first, the Bible says without faith, it's going to be impossible for you to please him. So you got to step out faith first to find out if the word of God is true. God didn't let Joshua see that he had the victory before Joshua stepped out. Joshua had to step out. It don't mean that you're not afraid. Courage is stepping out anyway. Even though you are afraid. Step up anyway. Do it anyway. If God is leading you, it don't matter that you're afraid. Do it anyway. Sometimes that's the way to go because the Bible tells you, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So if you're afraid, the enemy is trying to stop you and block you from what you should be doing and where you should be going. Do it anyway. It's not going to be easy all the time. It's not. 
I'm going to say this. A couple of minutes, I'm going to close. And we're going to finish some of this on next week. I think one of the most difficult things that I've ever done and one of the tri most trying times of my faith was three years ago when I first started dealing with this uh, health-related issue. And they told me I had something called calciphylaxis that, ma that manifested in my left leg. And so they had to debride my whole leg. I was in the hospital for like six months. And I remember after the debriding, my mom said, called me the next morning and said, how do you feel? I said, I feel great. I feel fine. Because they told me it was going to be highly painful, right? But it, I feel great. I feel fine. And so I went to dialysis shortly after that. So apparently whatever they gave me from the night before was still in my system. But dialysis has a way of taking it out of your system. And when it took it out of my system and I was left with nothing but pain, y'all just give me a little liberty right here. I want to describe this to you. I was left with nothing but the worst pain I ever had in my life. Nothing before it and nothing since it. And I have been run over by, the, by a truck and my ribs broken. And there is no pain like the pain I experienced that day. I thought I was going to lose my mind. And my sister that is a champion for justice when I was first in this hospital from hell came down because I was about to slip away from here these people were giving me medications or a bunch of medicines that all had sleep effects attached to them or drowsiness effects and I was about to slip away from here so she walked in the room ready to shut the whole hospital down <laughs> This thing should not even be ready. You should not even be here. And I was like, Lord, so many times she act like the big sister, but I'm the older one. She walked in and my and my brother uh my brother uh wanted to come in the room with her. She called for a meeting with them. Everybody that had something to do with my case, pulled my file and everything else. And my brother wanted to go in the meeting with her and she said, No. Cause see, my brother is another level. My brother says he has an anointing that the church don't call on too often. And I'm not going to tell you exactly how he said it, but I'm going to convey the message of what he said. And I said, what kind of anointing that you have that nobody else has? He said, I'm not saying nobody else has it. I say the church don't call on it too often. I said, well, what is your anointing? He said, I am anointed to get people straight. That's my anointing, except he didn't say it quite like that. He said, I am anointed to get people straight. Now, if I could say what he, exactly what he said, but since I know I'm on FTC broadcast, it's not profane, but, you know, but it, it's, it brings some color to the situation. If y'all would give me some liberty right here, because I want to say it, Go on, say it. He said, cover the microphone. Don't say it. He said, I'm anointed to get I'm anointed to get people straight. So he said, I'm anointed to get people straight. People get confused in situations. People get somewhere where they sometimes, they want to do some crazy stuff even in the house of God. I've seen people do crazy stuff in the house of God. And he said, that's where his anointing comes in. Because, see, he has the anointing of Michael, which is the warrior angel. I'm always in fight mode. And if you don't need no fight, you don't need me. But if you got a fight going down, 
I'm the brother call on. Y'all don't call on me that much. But I'm anointed to do that. So my sister's like, uh, no. He's like, I know how to act right. I know how to get some act right. So I don't know what happened in the room, but let me tell you what went down with me later. I had a pain management doctor. She had to be in the room, I guess, when they were talking. When I was in a couple of days later, and I felt like in my mind I was in a trench. I felt like in a trench. You know what it's like to be in a trench in a situation? You down in somewhere like you in a war zone almost. I felt like I was in a trench and I was laying there and the nurse was standing over me and I'm agonizing. Tears are running from me. I don't know what to do. I'm just in pain. All I can say is, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm inside telling the Lord, Lord, I need somebody. I know you're here with me, but I need a physical somebody here with me because I'm about to lose it. I'm about to come apart in this situation. And then right then, the Lord had my Aunt Rose to walk through the door. Perfect person at a time like that because she has a, a, a wonderful combination about her. She's compassionate, but she's determined. So she's holding on to me. She's underneath me, hugging, and we rocking together. And I'm saying, thank you, Jesus, and she's holding on to me, right? And I'm saying, and the, and the nurse don't know what to do. She's just standing over me. She's standing over me going, Miss Brown, what can I do? I said, I don't know what, to, I don't, I can't even talk. I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. And my aunt is saying, you got to find somebody. You got to get somebody to come in here. So she go to the pain management doctor. You know what she do? I ain't coming. And the nurse said, you got to come. She said, I'm in a meeting. She said, but you can break a meeting to do this. I'm not coming. The nurse come back and she said, the pain management doctor says, she ain't coming. And I'm just rocking and crying. I can't even answer. I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And she's asking my um, aunt, she says, she keeps saying, thank you, Jesus. And my aunt said, you need to find somebody. So what she does is she goes to the surgeon who did the surgery. I want y'all to hear me today. I'm not talking about myself right now. I'm, I'm giving you some advice. She goes to the surgeon, the one that did the surgery. And when the surgeon showed up, the surgeon came with healing in her wings, <laughs> provided what I needed. And in a matter of less than a two minutes, everything was over, right? And she said, I'm going to leave something extra in case this happens later, but it never happened again. God is that same way with your heart. If you have faith in him, I don't care what's hurting you, what's paining you, where you came from, what you've been through. He is the surgeon. He can go in and make that situation right in a matter of minutes. Call on him. Have faith in him. And God will supply all of your needs, physically and spiritually. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus. Lord God, we thank you. You sent your word, and Father, you said it healed us from all of our diseases. Whatever is uneasy in us today, God, we have faith to believe that you're the God 
that heals us. You're the God that delivers us and sets us free. So we have faith in you, God. Lord, I pray over our church today, God, that we will be people that don't question you, but we've learned your word so well, learned your character so well, God, until we've learned to step out on your word, no matter how, how foolish it may seem to us, how much it seems different than our normal way of doing things. We're learning to step out on faith. Father, you said you take the foolish things and confound the wise, the base things and bring down the mighty. You are God all by yourself. And God, I pray that we trust in you more and more and believe more and more that if you are for us, you are more than the world against us. And we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ within us. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today, in our lives every day. God, grow up in us and through us. Jesus. Shake us at our very foundation, God, until the most important thing and the only thing that is important to us is our relationship with you. Lord, we love you today. We appreciate you today. We glorify your name because you're an awesome God. You never fail us and you've never lied to us. We can trust in you with all of our heart. Not this world. We can't trust this world with all of our heart. But we can trust you. Help us in our unbelief. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.